This is for the men who never settle. The ones who believe only quitters and a game and a tie. The type of guys who choose the bar with the biggest TVs to overcompensate for theirs at home. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Isn't this a sports show? Rudy, can you please be, can you be the reporter? Uh, as you're uniquely qualified to be. Sure. Can you be the well, reporter asking me about the events that uh, were happening at late night as uh, Snoop Dogg was saying curse words, saying naughty words, mm-hmm. and having a money gun and stripper poles? Almost entirely. Mr. Jeff Long, sir, how yeah. could you allow these, these atrocious acts to happen? This is Almost Entirely Sports with Joshua Briscoe. Uh, tro- I'm going to need you to atrocious. atrocious Atrocious acts. What atrocious yeah. acts are you referring the, to? The, the the children were scarred. Sir. In what regard? In what way? Excuse because excuse you. Me. What's your name? What's your hey? What's your name? My name is Joshua Briscoe with a knee. Take the show with you by listening on the Sports Radio A10 mobile app at a10whb.com or by searching for Almost Entirely Sports wherever you get your podcasts. I want your boss's business card. I'm gonna make a phone call. I'm Jeff Bleepin' Long. I'm the athletic director at the University of Kansas. You will not question my judgment. You will not. You will do no such thing. You know where you're going to have to go? Miles away from here. You're going to have miles to go on ESPN Plus. I'm Jeff Long. This is Almost Entirely Sports on Sports Radio 810 WHB. It was just such a slow day and... American news today that, I mean, who's to say what the starting topics would be around the country right now, you know? I mean, we've got baseball still happening, some other stuff that's not in the sports realm, some other stuff that's not in the sports realm, and some other stuff that's not in the sports realm. There was the other stuff that is in the sports realm, but we won't find out more about that till maybe tomorrow. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the sports thing that's in the sports realm, but also in the non-sports realm. That one's Deshaun Watson. That one I'm comfortable naming because he's a sports figure. But you know, we've we got existential for a little while last night. You know, I, we and we might get more existential today. Who's to say? Sometimes I think that this show is you know is is well equipped to talk about where where sports and culture collide, or sometimes just where culture's at. I think you know that's something that I've always really um, felt good about being able to do on this show. That's something I'm, I'm proud to be a part of almost entirely sports. It's almost entirely. But also, sometimes a sports headline catches your eye. And that turn of phrase is about to be hilarious. You just don't know it yet. Sometimes a sports headline catches your eye and is accompanied by one of what I'm arguing is going to be one of the coldest sports photos of all time. And we would have talked about this yesterday, but I saw this tweet. It was tweeted out by our friends over at Conduct Detrimental. Um, you've got Dan Wallach and, um, and Daniel Lust over there, both of them. Love the Dans. Big, big Dan fans over here. We're just a couple of Dan fans. And over at Conduct Detrimental last night is when I saw them post this story. There's a headline. There's a photo. There's a little more to the text itself. But I think the only way we can truly begin tonight's show correctly is by reading the internet. And now, Josh reads the internet. I'm going to even make you an offer, Rudy Salazar. Ooh. If this headline doesn't get you, I'll let you pause the segment while you go look. I just retweeted the picture. If you haven't seen it yet, I just Mm -hmm. retweeted it. You can go look at the picture 
And if the picture doesn't get you, we can just go to something else. That's how confident I am in this. Here's the headline. French hurdler wins national title with one good eye after warm-up assault. What percentage are you in right now, Rudy? How much do I have to sell you on this story in this moment, just with the headline? Before you see the picture. I am <laughs> pretty in. Go it's ahead and go. Good headline. Go ahead and go make a little trip over to twitter.com slash jbbriscoe. You could also, you know, again, support our friends over at, at Conduct Detrimental. They're at Con Detrimental, but I, I just quote tweeted it just now, right before the show, so you could see this. I love it. The photo here is of a hurdler who appears to have something resembling, just like some gauze over one of his eyes, held in place by a Adidas headband at a 45 degree angle. He has turned a headband and a paper towel into an eye patch before going on to win this thing. Here's the actual story from uh, ConductDetrimental.com. A French hurdler claimed a sensational national title despite the use of just one eye after he was violently attacked 20 minutes before the race and forced to compete wearing bandages across his face. Wilfred Happio was prepared... Wilfried? F-R-I-E-D? It's French? I don't know if he's French. Wilfried Happio was preparing for the 400 meters hurdles final at the French Championships in Cannes on Saturday night when he was assaulted on the warm-up track. Happio received several punches to the face before his coach Oliver Valles was able to haul the attacker away. The reason for the attack and the identity of the attacker are unknown, but the person who was arrested by police and the French Athletics Federation later filed an official complaint. Big Nike fan. It is such a good sports photo that if I was this if I was this hurdler I would I would go on a trip to delete every other photo of myself from the internet so this is the only thing that comes up when you search my name what did you find Rudy? do you see the TV no the uh I did not know this but they showed the um the Buck O'Neill seat tonight oh Brooke Petro oh no kidding all of a sudden I looked <laughs> over on my computer I was like I see Sarin Sitting next to his daughter. <laughs> what? I didn't know that at all. Let's talk about that on the show at some point today. Probably. I, so, yo, Did she, we just were we just not listening enough? She uh, uh, just got back from um, Los Angeles. She's competed. I mean, yearly in the uh, the the national Braille um, um, championship. You know, reading championship. And she went. She's won. It, I think. Yeah. She she just this is. is she's the, a Braille dynasty. It's the Brooke Petro competition. That's right. She just wins it every year. This is her. It's. This is her competition. Everybody else is just there. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking up right now. Again. Yeah. And so I assume this is because they just had that last week, I believe. Um, so I'm, I'm sure that's that's what this is for. Looking at Seren, looking at his phone. This is like to destroy your story. But it's that's just all OK. It was like, whoa. No, that's fun. I know these people. That's I'm I'm happy to have that detour. Also, we can stop reading the Internet. I did finish the story that literally I was done perfectly with this Beautiful. hurdle story. So. I'm happy to I'm happy to see Seren soaking in some uh, some baseball. I knew he was going to the game tonight, but I, I I didn't know this was why. I think it makes sense that a a, a, a Petro spawn would just be like, you know what I'm going to do? 
become a destroyer of worlds in in this particular lane. I will I will conquer. Conquer, this. yes. Yeah, because it's not it's not destroying. It's an I will make this mine. <laughs> That's awesome. Good for them. That's very cool. That is I'm, really cool. I'm glad you pointed that out because I totally wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Um because I'm already too easily distracted by shiny objects, oh, you know. Absolutely. So if I drift up to the TVs in here too often, um, I either get distracted by usually like a commercial with an animal or by myself in the other screen. Or bad uh, baseball. Or very frequently bad baseball. Comically bad baseball. It's rough out here. But at least there's one winner in that stadium tonight. Now there's two champions, I say. Petro's pretty much a champion of, uh, of the radio industry. So you got at least two champions in that uh you basically building. right now the Royals the Royals should have to give up their name to the royal family currently filling their seat. Yeah, that feels right. We should you know what? I think that we're at a point in American history where we can start throwing out ideas like this. Let's bring back the monarchy. We'll just add it. Doesn't have to even replace anything. Or it could. I, I mean, have the- some ideas. <laughs> I don't know if it, if it's a better system, but the current system hasn't been great lately. We so gave, like, this, we've uh, given this system a long time. We've we given get, this system a long go. It, it, is, it is basically the Chris Getz of, of systems. This is it also, got more than its fair shake, and it's just vastly underperformed. This is also a... Um, I was making kind of making jokes about just doing a pop culture show tonight, um, but I am... Not totally. Did you see what's going on with Travis Barker? I did not. Yeah, it makes me kind of sad. Let me hold on. I'm gonna see if I get the story open. I mean, it makes me fully sad if it ends up being bad. But like, Travis Barker's kind of an icon. Yeah. Uh, hospitalized in L.A. Um, although here he's like got his hand up in like a you know one of the little hospital rolly chairs. So, um, did you? See his daughter it? on social said that it is not in great news. So, as we're just uh, being like a. Things are catching our eyes from uh, Twitter. Um, Lake Superior on Twitter dragged a dude. I did see that earlier. That's pretty good. I did I, see I'm that. I'm just now seeing it. That's pre- it's pretty good. No, we do have uh, we do have sassy lakes now, kind of getting into the. But that's now that is a force of politics. Now is a Lakes Twitter account. What a good, what a cool, good, normal time. The Travis Barker thing just now reminded me that. Or just earlier today, I, I saw there was also news that, um, uh, oh God, I'm now I'm gonna Black Panther actor who we found out died during the oh, show during our show, um, Chadwick Boseman. Thank you, goodness that Chadwick Boseman. I, yeah. I saw he didn't have a will, so I was making uh, making rounds on Twitter. It sounds like his wife and his family are gonna split it whatever time. It's not like it's gonna get it's not the, the Bolin family, you know, for a sports yeah. example of some things getting nasty within an estate or whatever. There's not enough fight over everything. Everybody's being civilized human beings, it sounds like. Curtis uh, Siebel also, I will retweet this now, but he he just tweeted out the um, I'm gonna retweet this from the 810 account as well. Here, hold on. Here we go. Uh, you can see from 810 at JB Briscoe at KC Bolt, you can see uh, Curtis's picture of the, uh, the Petro family getting a little wave in up on uh, on Bali Sports in the uh, Buckley Legacy seat. There you go. You can see uh, proof for yourself there. We've done two services now, which is calling that out and also giving you a way to see the best part of tonight's game without having to actually turn on the TV. Thank you, Curtis. This show, people say this show doesn't provide a service to this community. <laughs> um, I just, but all of this reminded me of like, we literally found out that 
I mean, I think we were mid show. Yeah. I was like, wait a second, because we no one I, knew he was sick. Yeah, I I, I still remember uh, seeing the tweet, and I, I I didn't even say anything because it, there was just this TMZ tweet that led to a to nothing. Just led to the TMZ page. Like they had a link that was supposed to go to a story that didn't, and nobody else tweeted about it. So I was like, you know what? I, this is this seems to be fake, right? And then twenty minutes, like twenty minutes went by before all of mm-hmm. a sudden, and then everybody was just like, oh my god! It was like. Okay, I, 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 that was wrong. Um, another thing, this show's gonna be just all, this show's gonna be all over the all place over tonight. The place. Just so you know, uh, we will get we will talk to a, a, a legitimate friend, um, and a friend of the show, friend of the station, and also we'll we'll cover some of the news of the day uh, with Ari Timken uh, coming up here in about forty five minutes or so. He, he covers the Cowboys in Dallas, but for the purposes of our show tonight, um, he's uh, a member of uh, the Big Twelve Radio Network on Sirius XM, and we'll talk about maybe the Big Twelve getting their next commissioner from Rock Nation. It's the the Jay Z Empire. Um, there's some it's really interesting stuff there. No, I you know actually I dump that. Find out at nine. Will Bob Bowlesby be replaced by Jay Z? I don't think so. But who could say? Who could know for sure? Ari might. Uh, we'll ask him. We'll ask him if he thinks that Jay Z would be a good um, it would be a good commissioner. That's a good idea. Let's do that. So we'll talk to Ari at nine. Um, we got a bunch of little topics, but uh, you know, uh, truly from the sports world today, you could you could hop around wherever. Um, but it, th- all of the the Chadwick Boseman stuff from today was reminding me of. Uh, and Rudy, I'm about to offer you a chance to talk about Marvel in the first segment. I didn't mean to get here, but I thought about this earlier. It reminded me yeah. of it. Now here we are. Um, but but whenever we were talking about Doctor Strange a couple weeks ago, and I was listening to the, I think it was on the Midnight Boys, or maybe it was even the the mailbag show they did or whatever. But um, one of those Ringer pods was talking about like, hey, so what's the future of the uh, of the Avengers going to look like? Hey, I got another segue. We'll play audio including Paul Rudd's voice later tonight too. We didn't there do that yesterday go. from the big slick pressers. Paul Rudd, the Ant Man. Um, what? So Paul Rudd's an Ant-Man. Oh, I thought you said Paul Rudd's not Ant-Man. No, he is a Ant-Man. I was afraid we were going to have a real Santa Tooth Fairy situation in which I was about to explain that all of those people are real. Yeah, yeah, 100%. He's just a Ant-Man because there are multiple Ant-Mans. Right, sure. Two to be exact. Two that we know of. So we'll play some of that big slick audio later. That was fun. We, we'll definitely get to that tonight. He says, knowing himself. But one of those conversations was like, so yeah, what, what are the Avengers going to look like? Or who's, who's going to be like the next guy? And one of them made the point like that it was clearly going to be Black Panther. Yes. And it made me sad. Because I was like, yeah. oh yeah, that would have made so much sense. Yep. He would have been spectacular in that spot and i'm sure that at this point marvel has a plan um you know a plan to go back into the black panther universe a plan for the avengers and all of that but it just would have been a perfect fit it's still coming out i think next year late next year that Um, is he in black panther 2 okay i I wasn't sure when they when they filmed all of that they did not i think they just started filming maybe within a couple months ago okay. you know something like that oh um so we do not know okay. what they're doing um what the plan is but you know I, I they i am confident obviously they have a plan we just don't know what that plan is it just would have been it just yeah. would have been such a nice evolution for the, for the franchise anyway really destroying it open today covered a lot not that you should be surprised by that i mean that you know 
One of our betters, I'd say. One of our betters? Yep. Like someone who gambled on the show? Nope. B-E-T-T-E-R-S. Correct. I don't know you can use that word that way. I think I can use a word however way I want. This is America. However way you want? However way I want. Do you ever watch the um, the AMC show that takes place in the, the Walking um, Dead? No, 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 no. Um, in the Breaking, Breaking Bad, Bad universe. Yeah, no, no, no. But it's it's not Breaking Bad. It's the spinoff. Talking Bad. No, Better's Call Saul. Better's Do Call Saul. It's when Saul Goodman t- helps people with their gambling debts. Yeah. I have seen that show, by the way. Uh, oh, I've seen the I first. haven't. It was just the first thing I thought of when I typed the word better. I, I've seen the first five seasons. I've not seen the most current season. The show is really good. Um, okay, so so I, I'm I'm looking here. I'm trying I'm reaching out for you. I'm trying to help. There is a plural noun of betters. Dated humorous. I'm not one to speak ill of my betters. Yeah, your betters half. It does say. It does say dated on it. And the third person present verb is betters. Bettering his previous time by 10 minutes. Perhaps you could say. He. No, I would be he has bettered. Third person present is a tough tense to get into, but I think as a plural noun, saying that this segment has been one of our betters might actually work. I've come full circle here in about two minutes. I think we should start making this a thing. Yeah. This is uh, I, the year is 2022. We can make up our own words, however, we, however we want to use them. The podcast title for this hour might just be trying to be betters. <laughs> The betters hour. Build back betters. Human Torch uh, says on Twitch, uh, does anybody want to do a 44 to 47 mile bike ride with him tomorrow at 6.30 a.m.? I have better things to do. Sorry, Human Torch. I can think of many better things to do (laughs) at 6 a.m. Sleeping is a much better thing to do. (laughs) At 6 a.m.? By the time you said by the time you said six or six thirty or whatever, I already had my joke lined up, so I stopped listening. Which goes back to our conversation last night about our internal monologues and how we can be betters about not, you know, trampling over each other with that. If you're Vinny Pasquantino's father and your name is Dennis, you gotta go by Denny, right? Yeah. You gotta be Denny. You gotta be Denny you gotta be Vinny's dad, Denny. It's Vinny and Denny. That's a Dang huge, huge brand, misbranding opportunity for Mr. Pasquantino. Maybe he goes by Denny, but you know, you know, lower third says a, Dennis. It's the first thing that Bally Sports has ever messed up. It's not fair because the people who actually do the work for the production crew, they're good. It's the people at the top that run the company. That's that just, that's a good distinction to but make. Still, my better's joke stands. I just think that there's a better's way that he could be nicknaming himself. Maybe if he was Denny Pasquantino, he would have gotten a hit in his first at bat, you know? Might have. Who's to say? I know he didn't. He's 0 for 1 with Dennis Pasquantino. 
As his father. As his father. If we could get him to change his name, you had Joe Goldberg's number, right? Yeah, yeah. Can course. you call him right now? As I might actually well, really might have his number. I'm pretty sure I do. There's a decent chance I do. One of us probably has his number. Let's call him while he's working. I have Joe Montana's number. Maybe just maybe I can just text him. Hey Joel, quick question. What I got you on mute because I'm doing a radio show. Yeah. So no offense. Want me to text Cool Joe while we're at it? Yeah. Ask Cool Joe if, if he if, what he thinks the betters of his nicknames are, and I'll see if uh, Joel Goldberg Nick, can ask nicknames. Dennis to. He's only got the one nickname. Cool I'm sure. Joe. I'm sure there are many more in addition to, to Cool Joe. Spyro says 6 a.m. is his bedtime. We have a pyromaniac in our Twitch chat who goes to bed at 6, and then a uh, literal human torch who get up, gets up at 6. The AES fire-based username folks never truly sleep, you know? We've always got fiery eyes on this show's feeds. <laughs> Have you seen the new Top Gun yet? We talked. I haven't, haven't seen Maverick. Man. I need to. Uh, I was talking about it with uh, Les today because Les, uh, Les Norman hasn't seen it yet either. But he is. Uh, he's going tonight to finally watch it. So. I bet. I bet he. I oh, bet. Yeah. Le- he I was, bet Les Norman made an absolute meal out of some aviators. He he told me he was still could. 14, 14 or oh. 17 when the first movie came out. So like it is literally right in his heyday, right? Of like, leather jacket. There has to be a picture this of him. Movie is so cool. Yeah. And now the next one's out. Like, yeah. We anyway. were talking about how often is it that, like, a sequel, even for a movie that has, like, a... It, obviously, there was a big gap between the first and the second movie. And, you know, I think that probably helps make the second movie better because mm-hmm. there's enough time mm-hmm. to go by. Mm-hmm. You kind of forget some of it. But it's not often that the sequels of these type of movies are so just beloved. Right? Yeah, like, no, like never. It, it is it is it is pretty rare. I don't and I don't know if there's an example of a, of there being that large of a gap in in the, the timing to even come up with a good comparison. The only one I can think of and it wasn't this long, but Anchor, I have one. Anchorman went like a decade in between movies. I never saw Anchorman 2. And Anchorman 2 is just not that it's, it's oh, okay. fine. like it's, right. it's 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 fine. Like it, I I didn't think it was as bad I think as the average person thought it. But it wasn't good. It yeah, wasn't as funny as the first one. And so, like, and again, like, that wasn't, you know, the 30-year gap or the 25-year gap, whatever it was, between Top Gun 1 and 2. Yeah. But there was still a significant gap between 1 and 2 for Anchorman. This is not nearly which, as long of a gap. Which everybody said was would, would help make the movie good. Yeah. Because comedies, especially the sequels, are, are rarely ever as good. Everyone was like, oh, well, the gap, you know, will make it, will help it out. It didn't really. Not nearly as long a gap, but just whenever you sure. think of... of um, a sequel outperforming the movie before it. The best one that I can think of, and I say this as a legitimate fan of the first one, but technically, The Dark Knight is a sequel. It is yep. movie two of three yeah, yeah, in yeah. the Christopher Nolan Batman verse. So that one's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, and I, that, that's, I think that's a pretty good way to build a trilogy. Yeah, and that one, I, I mean, the difference between that movie and the first movie, and really even the third movie. Um, and no, I love Christian Bale as Batman. 
it, it was because of um, um. Why don't you go ahead? Is this, are you going to share your revelation? Mind blank on um, Thor, at, Thor, the new Thor, Love and Thunder. No, 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 no. Uh, Joker. Um, oh my Heath goodness. Ledger. Heath Ledger. Wow, I just drew my blank Heath Ledger. Name. That's okay. The, the, I, the reason I being that on... I think the the movie was the reason why the Dark Knight was so good. Heath Ledger. I get Chris Bale does a phenomenal job for sure. Heath Ledger just does this truly like just maybe the best performance in a superhero movie ever. Yes. Just like a, a just yeah. an individual I, role. I would say it's that or Jared Leto's Joker. I mean, they're one A one B. I get them confused sometimes. You know what? I would say it probably. Rolled, I think I have a very clear top three. And if you really, if you really pushed me, I might be able to rank them. But I have not, right now, I don't think I could. I, I think my top three have to be Heath Ledger's Joker, Jared Leto's Joker, Jared Leto's Morbius. It's morbid time. I don't think I've told you this. So on my when I went to New New uh, New Jersey. I had like a roughly four and a half hours in the air. Did you I watch Morbius? The, I watched the Zack Snyder cut. Oh my god! I have not watched. I oh, I, no. I knew nothing <laughs> heading into the Zack the Zack Snyder cut because I I haven't seen really any of the the DC movies that they released before that. Yeah. But this was my first time actually seeing Jared Leto's Joker. You never saw Suicide Squad? Because I know I haven't uh, seen. I haven't did you, really how seen, did you pronounce his last name? Jared Leto. Leto. Yeah, I would say Leto, but Leto? you can okay. say Leto. I yeah, think that's Leto, nice. Leto. Uh, Supreme Court Justice Jared Leto. <laughs> Anyways, Jared Alito. His like his when he's actually just doing the the monologues of the Joker. It's like okay, they're that, that's like an actor. Yeah, but it's the laugh. Mm -hmm. It is the worst thing. <laughs> it, I, it, is, it is genuinely so. It, How is that? Was that close to it, his? It's not bad. It's I not mean, far you're, off. You're not far off. It I mean, is it bad, is but bad, it's not but far. You are close. Yeah, like that. Like when when he's first talking. In like this, like in the in the nightmare timeline, as they called it, you're like, it's like okay, I I, I see some Joker here. This isn't too bad. I've never, I've not seen. And then the you hear cuts, so this the laugh, and you're like, oh my god. And yeah. he, he's not in it for long. He's it's in the epilogue part. Um, Does he have long hair in that one? Uh, why can't I remember? I feel it's like longer. in some like bonus footage I yeah, saw, it, it was long, it was like shoulder length. Yeah, yeah, shoulder length. That's what I would say. Yeah, it so wasn't like, in Suicide yeah, Squad. Not, not his that, short but. Suicide Squad hair. Yes, that is correct. I really wanted that to be good. Any of it. <laughs> any of those. Any part of it. I wanted any of those to be good. Did you see James Gunn's version? No. Because I would assume that of James one, Gunn's version of... Of the Suicide Squad. I guess not really the version, the sequel, technically, or remake. Oh, yeah, with Pete Davidson and... Um, no. I saw one, Birds of Prey, okay, which was pretty good also. That one, I, I could see possibly being yeah. good, just because James Gunn's a good director. I think that one seems like it should be campy and fun. Yeah. They ruined Suicide Squad. I love that we're now at the 30-minute mark of this segment. We're talking about Suicide Squad Beautiful. six years after it came out or something. I mean, I just finally watched the Zack Snyder cut. Um, after having not watched... like. Okay, no joke. Listen, folks, if you want to talk about the Chiefs' pass rush, I just can't. I just don't have anything for it. Still, there's not enough. They don't have enough players to play those positions. The start of, of the Zack Snyder's Justice League is the end of Batman for Superman, which I did not see. Me neither. So I was like, what is happening here? I had to go then on to Google to get like a quick, okay, what has oh, happened? Oh, it just like gives you the last five minutes of Batman uh, for Superman maybe, or something? Maybe like last minute, but in okay. slow motion, so it takes like five minutes, but it's, real, it's probably only an actual minute. <laughs> sure. And Because I'm like, wait, what? What's what's all? what's happened here? Why? What's happened to these characters? Why are they sad? And I was like, oh, okay. Now I, I know I, it, but here's the thing. I did not know that this was what the, the footage they were playing was from the end of, of Batman vs. Superman. Because it was just like, I, I, I just had to Google, where does the Justice League pick up at? 
And then that's where Google told me it was picked up from the end. Also, I saw Jesse Eisenberg. I did not know he was Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor, baby! Is, that is also not good. Not good casting! It is not good. Doesn't seem right to me. I like Jesse Eisenberg. Me He's too! He's not a good Lex Luthor. No, this, isn't, this wasn't Jesse Eisenberg's fault. No. It's not... It's not Jackson Coar's fault, you know? Just the bad... It's the coaching. Bad decisions were made. Uh, also, totally unfair to bleep on Jackson Coar today. Totally unfair. They're talking about just blowing up the DCEU and just yeah. starting over. They should. Because here's the thing. There were some things from Zack Snyder's, like the, the Zack Snyder cut, where you're like, again, the, they call it the Nightmare Timeline. That's essentially all I'll say. I want to see that. Is it... Freaking dark and gritty and kind, twisted. Like it starts off normal and then yeah. things happen that lead to kind of that. Superman becoming, you know, bad. And it's oh, like that's what I want to see. Yeah, that that has potential. Hey, the Batman, which did well, the, probably I think it had to be the best performing DC movie at least critically since Christopher Nolan's. Um, yes. One of the Wonder Woman movies yeah, I think yeah. got pretty good reviews. I don't know. The first one was popular. If so I remember right. call call all that whatever you will. Um, Here's a here, this I is damning. Seen either of them, so this, I know. this is damning. I think I saw the first Wonder Woman movie. I did see the very first Superman movie in like 2008. Me too. So I so in the DC EU, I have seen the very first, and then possibly the last in the Justice League, but everything in between, I don't, I don't know. Two two theories here. So one is that the Batman went dark and and very easily could have been rated R if they wanted to go that route. Um, there are some times in that... You have, you've cool. still not seen The Batman, right? Yeah, yeah I have seen The you Batman. You have seen The yes. Batman, okay. It would have been cool if they went rated R with it, but obviously they're never going to go full rated R because they want kids to go to the movie. Yet if they wanted it. to put a rated R cut on HBO Max or something... would be pretty dope. I'm not sure it would be enough for me to spend three more hours of my life watching Robert Pattinson be a, a big vampire boy, but I enjoyed that movie. My, if they want to push dark and, and reboot yeah. that universe, or whatever, that's fine. My concern at this point is that I think they could literally reboot it and and perfectly cast everything and pick perfect scripts and perfect directors, and I still think they'd always be kind of little brother in that yep. regard. Hundred percent. Because they don't. Marvel's got now a what a fifteen year head start, a twenty year head start. They do. My and I, I hundred percent agree with you. If I had to play devil's advocate, that where they could potentially start to steal the show is now because Marvel has now moved on True. from right Robert Downing Jr. and Chris Evans are no longer in this. You're right. And maybe they come back in little, you know, cameos here and there, but by and large they're done, right? There is like maybe a slight opening and again, I say slight opening. It is not big. If D if DC is going to do something, they need to do it, they need to do it now, they need to do it well. Also, I I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion. Bat Batfleck was great. I, th I think that is. I thought he opinion. was like really. I thought he was actually really good as Batman. I would personally would have no way of knowing, but I'm happy to hear that from you. At the very least, he might be the best Bruce Wayne, or like maybe the most human Bruce Wayne. Huh? Yeah, like just like I like playing that. that role yeah. of it. It was well done, and I might have enjoyed. Like, and, and again, I was missing a lot of context because how Batman versus Superman goes shapes the way he acts throughout all the Justice League, which I don't know because I didn't watch the movie. But you know. I, I was I liked how he did. I thought Bat Batfleck did good. Here's my other thing. Ezra Miller was also very good as a Flash, but Ezra Miller's got a lot of other problems going on. Ezra and Miller's got the Flash right out of this and universe. They need to get their bleep figured out. That has to. You can Google that one if you yeah. want. It's wild. Um, you remember like. 
10, maybe 13 minutes ago when I asked if you'd seen um, Top Gun Maverick yet. <laughs> I do now. <laughs> do you want to know why I asked you that? I do. Because I was going to say that I learned from the original Top Gun. It can be dangerous and certainly can backfire, but sometimes whenever you see a disaster, you just have to pull the eject button. What disaster were we talking about? This segment. Oh. But I'm pretty sure that if my reaction time was about to be tested in the air, that our plane simply would have crashed 12 and a half minutes ago. At this point, I think we ought to go ahead and just pop the hood off this sucker and see what happens. But I do not think the parachutes are going to help us on the way down. You're listening to Almost Entirely Sports. In the first 26 minutes of this show, everything went wrong on the production side. Not Beards, not Beards' fault. All the equipment around him. He was captaining a ship with just like beachball size holes in the, the ship hole. was A on fire, <laughs> B getting invaded by pirates, <laughs> C had the Kraken trying to bring it down around it, and D it also just got hit by lightning. E it was also on a mountain. With Joshua Briscoe. F it was running Windows XP. I mean you're not wrong. I'm not wrong. There are F reasons <laughs> that the first 26 minutes of this show is a hellscape. On Sports Radio 810 WHB. You know, there's a whole variety of ways that we could have tried to find this segue. I'm just going to tell you, look, as this, this continues here, a, a Tuesday night late in June. Uh, that's when you get your variety show from Almost Entirely Sports. If you don't enjoy it, give us five minutes. We'll be on to a different topic that you won't enjoy. In this case, maybe we can win you back, though, um, because we just, we just ran out of time last night to play some of the audio from uh, the Big Slick press conference. Uh, obviously, now it's, it's year 13 of the annual event benefiting Children's Mercy Hospital, um, emceed, hosted by Rob Riggle, Paul Rudd. Um, Jason Sudeikis couldn't be here this year because he's out there filming the last season at Ted Lasso. Um, and then David Koechner and Eric Stone Street. Did you say last season at Ted Lasso? I did. Is it, oh, I, I guess I missed that news. Also, it kind of feels right. I don't know Three where Three seasons feels like enough. Yeah. I get it. You don't need to go seven or eight on every show. I loved season it, one. But... I liked season two a lot. I feel like people didn't all love season two. I think that was missed. It mis- ended a little weird. I didn't like how it ended. Yeah. Even I was like, I don't know if I love how they did some of the things some of these characters at the end. There were a couple weird storylines, but all in all, I, I thought season two still had a lot of the same, like foundation like purity yes I guess you absolutely say season one right yes and some more depth i yes i think season two was very good i think season three will be very good i also think that if they're going to say we're going to put a bow on it they'll put a bow on it i don't know that it is officially the final season there was a, a thing though a couple of weeks ago that it was most likely going to be the last season um so so sudeikis couldn't be back in in kansas city for big slick this year uh, also do you get I'm going to ask you a question that I would have embarrassingly gotten wrong until Rob Riggle explained it. Do you know what a big slick is? Really, where that where that phrase comes from? Um, it's been you, in Kansas City for a dozen years, and I learned this on Friday. When you take like a lot of uh, hair product and you slick your hair back, 
this started as close? this. I mean, you just have to wait and find out. I'm going to tell you the answer. Oh, I don't want it to. I got to get. I got to make sure I verify this. Yep, here we go. Wait, I thought it was only. Okay, here we go. I have now gotten two options. I'll tell you what 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 Riggle said, and then I'll tell you what the internet says. This started as like a uh, a charity poker game. So they called it Big Slick because that is in in Hold'em, Ace King. Oh. Now this on here says of the same suit. It now says it can include any Ace and King. I'm pretty sure Riggle said Ace King suited something like that. Uh, I did not know that until Friday. So if you've been wondering why is it called Big Slick, now you know. It makes sense that would be something poker related because I like I do rem- obviously remember that it started off as a poker tournament. Um, I didn't remember that. I I by the time that I was, was only, working in media, it, Big Slick was a big deal. Yeah, I think it was only maybe like two years, and then it just. I there, think it was two. There's just like a complicated. Like, it, it just gets a little uh, yo messy when you're. It's poker. It's charity. It's for kids. There's some like governmental, like you know. I think there's some like laws. Well, you just kind of have to like they just make it a little bit more complicated. But, We're like, you know what? But na- and now it has grown a bajillion yeah. fold, and it's also just so much bigger, yeah, than it used to be. But that's where the name comes from. So uh, I was out there for the presser on uh, on Friday, and there are a couple of things here. You know, they talked a lot about the event, which has now come and gone. They they raised more money for Children's Mercy and um, had a bunch of celebrities in in Kansas City, all sort of surrounding that cause. I know Angela from the Office generally goes because she talked about that on the Office Ladies podcast. I left the uh, I left my little my little handout in the in the AES office. But I don't think she was here this year. I mean, yeah, I don't know if she was here this year. I just uh, know she has done it. You know, the guy from Hot Ones was here this year. Ooh. That was new. Sean Evans was here this year. Um, and let's start here with the uh, with the one that's a little over two minutes, Rudy. It's it's not my question. This is actually from Rustin Dodd of the Athletic. Whenever I went into the press conference, I just sat down next to somebody who looked like a professional journalist, and then he introduced himself with his questions. And Rustin Dodd of the Athletic, and I didn't out loud like curse under my breath of oh bleep, but I thought oh hey hey I. Hey, Rustin. Um, but but I'll let you hear in uh, in their words from uh, from Rustin's question here, where he, he was kind of asking about as and actually now that I say this, this might even be the clip where Paul Reddick or where Rob Riggle explains the origin of the name. Now that I have made you listen to me explain it instead of listening to Paul Rudd explain it, Rob Riggle, not Paul Rudd. They're both there though. Um, but. You'll hear uh, Riggle in this. You'll hear Paul Rudd in this. There are some infighting uh, between David. David Koechner really just had a whole thing going on about his hometown, Tipton. I don't know if I can really explain it just playing you the full press conference, but he's really campaigning for Tipton to be the next host of Big Slick. Um, I will point out where my relevance and Tipton came in a little bit later on but I just enjoyed kind of hearing a couple of these guys talk about what the growth of Kansas City has has brought along the growth of Big Slick and, and how those things have been able to help each other continue to grow you'll hear I think it's Riggle first you'll Riggle Rudd and and again some infighting from the panel here from the Big Slick presser I gotta say this Kansas City is ascending right now and it's wonderful to see looking out my hotel window and looking at the skyline of just downtown Wait, Kansas City. Do you have a City. view of the skyline? Yeah, wh- why? Okay, I need to talk to I look. This isn't the time. This isn't the time. What? <laughs> this, we'll deal with that later. Oh, I have a dumpster for my view. <laughs> it's a little prank we do one to one in a year. 
but I do. I think it, the, the Kansas City we knew growing up uh, in the 80s and 90s, it, it's very different from today. And then in even in the last decade, like you mentioned, I think I've seen what I see in this city. It, it is a city on the on the rise. And, and it, it, it's in every aspect, you know, whether it's our sporting teams, whether it's, you know, sporting Kansas City or the Royals going to two World Series or the, the Chiefs going to two Super Bowls. And, you know, I mean, these are these are amazing things that are happening. And that's just in the sports front. Children's Mercy Hospital is a treasure. I don't know if people realize, you know, I want Kansas Cityans to know and I want other people to know what a treasure Children's Mercy Hospital is. It's, a, it's an elite hospital it is a nationally recognized hospital for the work they do here and we have it right here in kansas city so we have this amazing treasure and i and i can you can just see it you can see it in the industry you can see it in the the companies that are coming here it's it's business friendly like there's there's just uh, there's a a vibe i don't know how else to describe it i guess i'm from california so now i live in california so vibe is a big word we use out there but there's a vibe here and and it's a good one and, and I'm really proud uh, to, to show off Kansas City. That's one of the best things about bringing all these celebrity guests back to Kansas City is I like to show off our town. And inevitably, whenever they leave, they always leave talking about how nice the people are, how cool the city is, how many cool things there are to do here, and, of course, our barbecue. So that's good. How many cool things they got at Oak Park Mall. Uh, <laughs> Merry-go-round. All the, all the Spencers. Oh, Spencers. Yeah. All the fart, posters they got at Spencers. Fart repellent. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and they're like, uh, can I just run across the street to Malibu Grand Prix? We're like, hey, hey, it's gone. You just got to. <laughs> you got to let it go. You got to let it go. What about Doll Supermarket? That's gone, too. I have, I have an observation here. I wanted to play the audio, but I also wanted to, with apologies to... Stugatz's weekend observations. I did want to provide big slick press conference observations. And really, I just do have one, maybe two. They're all about Paul Rudd. <laughs> I don't consider myself to be um, terribly starstruck. Uh, very often at all, very enamored by celebrities, generally speaking, which is probably good because sometimes I end up talking to them for this job. And if I'm going, if I'm, you know, drooling out the side of my mouth, it's probably not the best look. I kind of get it with Paul Rudd now, though. Yeah. I kind of get it. I've stood next to him in the Chiefs locker room before, and it was, it was pretty crazy. I'm going to, I would need you, I'll give you a second to come up with the adjective you want to use, but I want to get one word to describe him and I have a word in mind. I have not I have not talked to him individually. I will give you one other detail here momentarily. But if I had to give one word to describe Paul Rudd, I think this has followed him throughout his career, but it also showed up in person. Okay, I'm going to count on three, two, one, and then after one, we're going to say a word and we're going to see if we say the same word, okay? Okay. Three, two, one. Charming. Holy bleep. I knew it. I knew it. I did that whole bit because I really thought that Paul Rudd's entire not. brand is charming. I genuinely can't believe that we both said charming. I was there's, I literally was planning for it. There are so many adjectives out there. But they're not the right one. They're not the right one because the right word for I'm, Paul Rudd is charming. I'm wrong plenty of times. He's just a charming fella. I don't know what to tell you. He is. Like, he is. Just... Funny, charming, doesn't take himself too seriously as far as I could tell in my, you know, 15 minutes of sitting 10 feet away or whatever it was. I'm not judging him as a person. I don't know him as a person. 
Sexiest Man Alive still feels like, a, I mean, he also did admit that he's not trying to challenge the throne. I believe Michael B. Jordan has it at the moment. Yeah. It didn't sound like he was going to try to fight him in battle or anything to Under, get it back. Understandable. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Michael B. Jordan's a king. Um, but that was that was my predominant observation, which is all of the, the whole crew was like, gave great answers and were genuinely happy to be there and to talk about this event and, and benefit Children's Mercy and everything. But one of my thoughts on the way out was, oh, I get, uh, oh, gosh, it's uh, so annoying. I did absolutely get from afar charmed by Paul Wright. This is probably something Damn. that's like easy to say, and I'm, maybe I would say it regardless of who, who the group was. But I feel like we got a pretty good group for like a city, right? The I think the so. Techner, the Riggle, the Paul Rudd, the Jason Sudeikis, like they're all like I. It, it feels like a good group of fame. Like every city's got people who went on to be famous. I feel like we got a pretty I, like I. We have a group of people that I'm happy that we have. Yeah. A, it seems like a pretty good group. And obviously, been making a point now for more than a decade to, to come do cool things in, in Kansas City again for, for good causes. So there's one of the clips from them. Uh, Eric Stone Street took my question on the uh, the World Cup coming oh, yeah, to Kansas Stone City. Street. So we'll we'll get to that here in a, in a little bit as well. Plus, yep. I'll give you a couple more. Brad Pitt's from Missouri. Um, yeah, why didn't he come back? I don't think. I think he's Twitter. more Saint, closer to St. Louis maybe <laughs> than KC. You know who's not charming? Brad Pitt. Find one person who's ever said Brad Pitt's charming. He wasn't. He wasn't here. He wasn't in the press room for Big Slick this year. He hasn't won anything with the A's. What's he ever won? How many World Series has, has he ever won? Zero. All right, we'll take a break. Whenever we come back, I'll uh, I'll deliver uh, one more Paul Rudd anecdote. And uh, coming up at nine, we'll make an absolutely breakneck pivot. Talk about the Big Twelve, maybe hiring their next commissioner out of Rock Nation uh, with Ari Timken of Sirius XM. That's at nine. Another uh, another big slick observation next. You're listening to Almost Entirely Sports. We talk about cocaine on this show a lot. Almost entirely cocaine. Oh, man, I wish. With Joshua Briscoe. No, nah, man, this is, I, you know how I know that I can't have a cocaine habit? I don't have cocaine money. On Sports Radio 810 WHB. It's funny how uh, how clear it is, both by audio quality and more obviously by topic quality, the liners that made it over from the ESPN Kansas City days of almost entirely sports. We have talked about hard drugs significantly less over here on this side. Over on the ESPN Kansas City days, it was a very I felt like a very insular community. Like we had somebody on the Facebook live videos who literally tracked how many days in a row we referenced cocaine in some joking fashion. So all the times Beards referenced it in terms of something he needed to go pick up after work, it didn't even qualify. Anyway, uh, I want you to hear the other uh, the other piece of audio from Big Slick that I, I wanted to make sure you were able to hear this week because I asked the panel. Um, you, you heard last segment, hopefully, or if you missed it, you can go listen to the podcast. It'll be in there. You can hear my uh, you know our, my Big Slick and, and Paul Rudd based observations. But uh, I, uh, I I pivoted from uh, from Rustin's question that you heard the answer to just a little bit ago to asking the group uh, about Kansas City landing World Cup games as yet another huge signpost in what this city has done. You'll, you'll hear Rob Riggle's ver- voice first, uh, and then Eric Stone Street does most of the talking after that. I was excited as everybody else. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, I th- I think Kansas City's put on you know a clock uh, to do even more stuff before the World Cup. 
makes its appearance here. So I think it's great motivation for the city. I think it's going to be, I mean, the infrastructure of soccer, of football that the city is committed to is no doubt a reason why the World Cup uh, chose Kansas City. I think it's an amazing opportunity for the city to push itself until that date hits. And the one thing at the, with the Kansas City Current, uh, the training facility that they just finished and minted is just first class, first in the world from what I understand for an all-female uh, soccer facility. Um, it's just great to... We all are in this rush to paint everyone with broad brushes everywhere we go. And it's great that Kansas City is the tip of the spear on so many uh, cool and exciting things for lots of different areas of, of life. And we couldn't have gotten there without the support of the good citizens of Tipton, Missouri. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you know, a number of years ago, they moved. Next to question. <laughs> yep, go ahead. David Koechner, Missouri, uh, Tipton, Missouri native, was was making much of the night about uh, his beloved hometown. So my the phrasing of my question, I said, um, I don't know if Tipton's getting any World Cup games, but Kansas City is. So you know, I asked him to if they talk about how excited they were to see that or whatever. Here's the here's the note of the day. This is the good stuff right here. I don't know why my eyes went where they did when I asked the question, but I made that joke about Tipton. But I don't know if Tipton got World Cup games. Do you know what I saw? What'd you see? A wry smile from Paul Rudd. A smirk, perhaps? Not quite an audible chuckle. But maybe on the inside. Didn't feel patronizing, though. Didn't feel like, oh, funny kid. I want to say I made Paul Rudd smile. And I know that I spent several minutes last segment telling you I'm not really like a huge, like, I touched the hand of this celebrity thing, but I made Paul Rudd smile, damn it! What is that worth to me? Everything! Everything!